0: Ladies and gentlemen, please... uh, Yeah, this is going to (laughs) suck. Welcome to Mike and Dave Hit the Stage. I am Dave. I am Mike. And this is going to be the first time we're trying to record video as well as audio. Yeah. I'm feeling kind of self-conscious
1: already. I don't know if I should look there or look at you or both. Hi.
0: You cross-eyed it? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be a little funky because, you know, first run, we're goofy. Yeah. And our topic today is actually... A good one I think really Like this is gonna be One of my favorite topics Yeah This and covers Which is coming way later But uh Today we're gonna be talking About side projects And Side projects for the bands That we like Yes And one of the things I did Was no research On your side
1: (laughs) I did little research On yours Uh I just wanted to see Who was in the bands Uh A couple of them I knew Uh A couple of them I did not So I looked into those Yeah And
0: uh yeah. I actually didn't look into any band members or history or anything so like that. At, well,
1: you know one of mine.
0: Yeah, I know one. Yeah. And the rest are a mystery. All right. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw the, our first our first one on the topic is Mad Season. And the only reason I know this is because of my friends um Nicole and Nikki, they're two different people. Okay. And they were obsessed with Alice in Chains. Okay. And my friend Rachel. And uh so if I hadn't heard of Jerry Cantrell's Degradation Trip Or Mad Season I would have been excommunicated from our friendship
1: Now did you ever listen to Mad Season?
0: This is actually the first time I ever listened okay,
1: to Okay, so I picked the I picked uh, The River of Deceit for the song Yes By the way, putting this list together I listened to almost the whole album Because I wanted to pick The right song Right And this uh, It's the most popular song It was the radio song I think they had one other song That was uh, on the radio also I don't remember offhand which one it was Um but the whole album is awesome. And Actually, by the way, also, I didn't I didn't, know I this didn't realize app. this. That Mike McCready
0: from Pearl Jam is in this. And as soon as I fi- fi- remembered that, I could hear it in the music. Okay, I that the, you said it, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. They listen, to, right, play the guitar in your head, right? That's yeah. a Pearl Jam sound. And it's funny because I never listened to Mad Season before. And I'm like, this is pretty good. This song was a little bit of a pull for me because it's so it's so, so drawn out. Right, right. That's but it is it is very much like Lane Staley's vocals. They're they're there and they're very purposeful in their style. Right. So and the that's music picks slow in that that's style. That's why
1: I picked this song, is because it, it 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 displayed him. Yes. Right? And uh it displayed him by himself without Allison Chains.
0: Yeah, and that's that's one thing we almost never got to see. Right. It was always a split thing. Yep.
1: And yeah. uh you know, it, it, it you, didn't, you didn't get to see the full range of what he could do. And there's so much more on this album that he could do.
0: Oh, absolutely. That, that shows what he could do. And for those who don't know, um, Alice Chains was really a collaboration of vocals between Jerry Cantrell and uh, Lane Staley. Right. Those very much, if they were not writing together, there was no writing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why those, those albums were so important. Like, the backup vocals were as important, Jerry Cantrell's vocals were as important as Lane Staley's right, and without one, the other didn't make sense. Yeah, and but it, in it, this,
1: he shined on his own. Well, I think that's why he probably did this uh, to show his 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 talent. Yeah, you know, unfortunately,
0: it never went past this. You know? and it, there's many complaints about how Allison in Chains in that. In that iteration, got cut short by Lane Staley's right. um, drug abuse, yeah. and eventually. And I, I
1: mean, they went on. They found a guy that that fit. I mean, I still oh,
0: I still like William uh, Duvall is fantastic. Like the Allison Chains of of
1: the modern Allison Chains. Oh, definitely. And, uh, but you know, it, it, it's it's different. It's different from when Lane, Lane Staley was in there.
0: But like our replacements, which we didn't even mention Allison Chains in the the, yeah. the replacements. Well, there's so many we could have done. I know They're... But specifically for Allison Chains, their replacement wasn't a sound alike.
1: No, it no. was a. It was a, uh, which is what I like
0: about it is yes. that they
1: didn't try to replace him,
0: uh, vocally. Uh, vocally.
1: You know, they they just
0: needed they knew they needed a second vocalist and guitarist. And they, they got a second guitarist out of it. Okay, because he plays guitar. That actually one of my favorite performances that they did outside of Allison Chains was mm-hmm. uh, the tribute to Heart. Okay, so they had uh, Anne and Nancy Wilson. Um, Duff, all the members of Alice in Chains, and a bunch of other people, but mm-hmm. they did heart songs, and one of the one of the best ones, they played Barracuda with, the, with um, Gretchen Wilson and Ann Wilson. Okay. Uh, Gretchen not related, uh-huh. just really powerful voice. You know, s- real far back on the mic. Yeah, but amazing power. Yeah, very much like uh oh I'm sorry Nancy Wilson Ann Wilson's the singer. So, and uh, Nancy Wilson and Gretchen Wilson, mm-hmm. and Ann Wilson when she sings, super powerful voice, almost a prattic in in her power. Yeah, and William Duvall right back there playing main riff right behind uh, Jerry Cantrell mm. and Nancy Wilson. I would, yeah, I gotta That's hear that. Fa- fantastic. Um, this song is there's such a like malaise to it. It's 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 a sadness. It's, 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 it's definitely is. It's def it's it's you can feel the depression in it. Yeah. But it's really good.
1: But the funny thing is is that it and that that always pointed out uh after the person dies or,
0: or, or you know that you can see it that in their writing at like, work.
1: For example, I always bring up I don't know if I brought it up on here, but speaking to you outside is is uh and I don't listen to them, but um Chester.
0: Oh, Ben Chester uh, Bennington, Bennington from uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah, you, you could, listen to the words, and I'm like, "Holy!"
1: He was saying it the whole time. Yep, and it, nobody picked it up. His, well, the well, I ba- guess people picked it up, but they thought it was theater or whatever. You know, or because,
0: the, they were connecting with it on a level. Like right. Lincoln Park, although I'm not a huge fan or a fan at all, the the connection that they made with their fans is very tangible. Right, and. My friend Omar is a huge Lincoln Park fan, and he under like that's what got him is that that depression in the music and right. the writing. But I think that's what any great writer that passes on Lane Staley. Uh, if you listen to like
1: right, uh, even, even, I fade away and stuff like yeah. that, you
0: can feel it.
1: The, the, you know the the whole Dirt album when you listen to that, you know, down in a hole. And it's like,
0: wow, as you just, said it, there was a shiver down my spine. I love that album. That's a great album. Yeah, oh, Dirt is so magical, but this. I, I want to bring it back to, to Mad Season because I knew so little about it. Mm-hmm. I knew who it was when when I h when I saw it because I knew the name, but I knew nothing of them. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew one member. Right. But now I know two. Right. Um what year was this? This was It's gotta be ninety-two,
1: three? I yeah, I yeah. I was I was at the at the end of high school, so yeah. Like right,
0: 1545?
1: 90, yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> I'm not that much older than you, bro. I know. <laughs> I only get to take those shots once in a while. You and Angry Wizard Mike are the only yes. two I get to punch well, up. Well,
1: here's let me bring this up also, so we don't get yelled at. But the the, uh, the drummer was also uh, Barrett Martin from the Screaming Trees. Okay, so it was it was a it, Seattle. It was, it's it's it, when I looked it up because it was I wanted, a Seattle special. It's it was it's considered a super group. So not a, not a side project, but I, I consider it a side project.
0: Well, when we do supergroups, you can include it on supergroups, too. <laughs> put another one. Now, that just, gets, that just gets the ability to, to throw it into another branch. Mm-hmm. So now, this one is contestable, whether or not it's a side project, but Halford. Okay. Rob Halford's solo band, Halford. Yeah. Technically, he wasn't in Judas Priest when it started,
1: yeah, but it could be a side because I would. The way I look at it is, is, is your main band, his main band, would have been Judas Priest, no matter what. Oh yeah, that's what he's known for. Definitely. Right? Um, so, so it, here's what I want to bring up first. It, it, the, the first time when 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 you sent me the the, the playlist, I looked at it and I went, "Really? <laughs> I don't think there is an episode. That yeah, maybe one or two that we have not brought up at Rob Halford or Judas Priest." Yeah, there's a reason for that. Okay, I know. So here's what I want to say is, and, I, and and by the way, I've been feeling real bad about
0: uh, the, the the F. Mariah thing because there are people who like her. I mean, you know, uh, just remember what's coming and what I say about other singers. No, no, I know, I know, but I here's, but I want to, I just want to say that this
1: is my new thing. I'm just going to say, hail Halford.
0: I it's Halford is, it's 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 not only because he's an amazing singer. He's an amazing showman. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing person. He's an amazing writer. Not on his own. Right. These albums are very, this is one of the things I want to get to. The first couple albums, he had a great group of guys writing with him. Mm-hmm. And then those guys weren't writing on the remainder of the albums. So this is very indicative of a collaboration between writers. Oh, so you know, you can tell the difference once it, ch- <laughs> yeah. Um, he did a Christmas album. Uh-huh. And he did another, uh, the third, his third album and fourth album third album was made of metal Mm -hmm. and his fourth album was a christmas uh, i think it's called get into the spirit they're terrible (laughs) um but But how could you how could you mess up a a a christmas album when the songs are already written there's no they're not they're not just christmas songs they're songs about christmas that he wrote yeah i'm not not (laughs) i feel terrible like i love rob halford there's very little he can do wrong that album was a. It's not that it's a bad album. Right. It's well produced. I don't like the songs. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Made of Metal. There's like one song that's kind of good, but a little cheesy. Yeah, and the rest of them I just are forgettable. Uh huh. But these first two Halford albums, um, Resurrection and oh, what's the name of the second one? I only yeah. rem- I remember by its title track, but but not <laughs> its title track, but my favorite track. Yeah. But uh, they're amazing albums. They're uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like beginning to end top to bottom they're amazing. This album Resurrection when it first goes like it kicks in you you at the time it was released in 2000. People hadn't really heard from Halford in a Judas Priest kind of light yeah. in almost a decade. The last album was uh, what the last album that was you know really featured was um Painkiller. Okay. So nobody heard him really saying publicly like concert wise was since painkiller mm-hmm. the next one was um fight war words and yeah. fight and stuff he had a different voice he was going deeper yeah and then when it hit um when two voyeurs came out the collaboration with 9 inch nails that was completely different mm-hmm. there was nothing of his screaming or this type of metal and then with this album specifically um he picked like he picked really good musicians um metal Mike chileseak um Bobby Jarzombek on bass mm-hmm. uh, on drums. Uh Ray Renato on bass and then his other his lead guitarist was Roy Z, His producer live, but his recording was Pat Lachman. Yeah. The uh, the singer from Damage Plan who also played guitar. Right. He's he the one, yeah, he's, he's said, one who yeah. left to join join um uh Damage Plan. Yeah. Uh this is an amazing band. Yeah. And this song is just it's a it's a punch to the face yeah. one right after another. I, I, and this album is it's one after another amazing songs, including the ballad. Is this the is this the is this the 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 opening song? Is this
1: the first song on yeah. the album? Title track, yeah,
0: and opening track, yeah.
1: It, now it, it starts out. It's a little pet peeve of mine. I hate that whole build up. That build. whole yeah. That whole you know fade up into the song thing. Really
0: hurts like, me. That irks you?
1: Yeah, because it, it's just listen. That album came out in two thousand, right? Yeah, and you know the the the, the album that that. That makes me think of that all the time is, is Kill Em All, where they come hit the lights, like kind of fades in. And it almost makes, when I was a kid, I thought that was a live concert. Like I thought it was like- Because it, ma- it gives you that feeling it. gives feeling you that,
0: of that feeling of, of, of a live show. Halford doesn't have that feeling. It doesn't have the feeling of a live event. It has, his, his voice coming in is almost, to me, like going, yeah, I can still do this.
1: Yeah, okay. You know what? I didn't look at it that and way. And
0: then the album is that, because he does most of that in Scream. Yeah. That most of that album is in Scream. Okay. And there's a couple of parts where he's actually like level singing, but mm-hmm. everything else is in that super high pitch. Mm-hmm. And it's really just to prove like, yeah, Judas Priest. Well, back has then he, been, was, but, he was still in his fifties, right? Uh, Yeah. Because he's 74 now? 74. So he was not only that, uh, at that time, Judas Priest was touring with Tim Owens. Yeah. Who was known for being oh, able so to hit you, those yeah. pitches. He's like, yeah, he can hit them. Yeah. Go after But I did it first. Yeah which is also why when Judas Priest now is back together they use none of Tim Owens' work. Mm-hmm. Unlike Iron Maiden who's been using some of his replacement Blaze Bailey stuff. Mm-hmm. So, when I when I picked this song I'm like, Rob Halford just he knew how to pick a band, he knew how to pick yeah. pick people he could write with. It was awesome. And just like if you're going to have a solo project or a side project, this is the way to do it.
1: Oh yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't Priest 2. No. It, you know, I, when I listen to it, which it was, is an,
0: which it, is a huge argument for me with um, KK Downing's band, KK's yeah. Priest. He tried to be. He's trying to be Priest. Priest, priest Part Two, part Electric two. Boogaloo. Yeah, and it just doesn't fit. I'm it like, doesn't feel right. <laughs> you like when I add Electric Boogaloo to I everything? Do because I, I thought that was like a thing for my childhood. I didn't know it was like it's everybody's. Yeah. And if it, if it's not, you missed out. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So, our third song. And this is these are going kind of fast because they're really easy to talk about. Yeah. Now we're going to get into the hard stuff. Because I had no clue who these guys were. This is uh Tall Cans in the Air by the Transplants. Yes. So no idea. You no know, idea? Not a clue. Okay. So let's uh
1: let, let's get into this. So Rancid, right, had a uh, um a, a roadie, right? Named Rob Ashton. Aston, uh, known as Skinhead Rob, that's what they call him. Okay. Right? So Tim Armstrong from Rancid was uh, playing with Pro Tools, and he made a few beats. Okay. And uh, he wanted to, he, he showed them to Skinhead Rob, and Skinhead Rob said, hey, do you mind if I, I I've, I've written some lyrics? He's more of a, a rap rocker kind of guy. Okay. I can uh, feel that with this. Uh, do you mind if, if we play around with it? So they did. It started working out. So uh, they started going into the studio, and it was basically ranted. It was all it was. It was Lars Frederiksen. It was Matt Freeman. It was Tim Armstrong, right? And they would play these songs in the studio. Okay. And then Tim Armstrong went. You know what? Why don't we just do this? So they went out, and it's Tim Armstrong, Skinhead Rob, and Travis Barker.
0: Ah, there it is. Yes. There's I was like, there's somebody in here that it feels yes. it feels pushed. Yeah. And not, not, not forced, but like led in a direction. Uh-huh. And Tra- I now that you said Travis Barker, I can feel that. Like so, I can feel that his his ability and influence is in there.
1: So this was this was off of their first album, right? They have another album. Their second album, uh you know, I, I don't like it as much. I like it, but I don't like it as much. But this first album has nothing but bangers to me. <laughs> And 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 again it Bangers. was it was I know talking <laughs> to kids lingo. Oh, you just made me nauseous. <laughs> oh. So uh this this I listened to this whole album to pick this I I picked this one song. There's so many songs I but I wanted to I wanted to uh I wanted to highlight both Skinhead Rob and Tim Armstrong because they both sing on it. Okay. Some of them it's just him. Some of them it's just Tim. And know? in this, it's both.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, there were two singers. I couldn't quite pick out who was who because right. I didn't know who they were yet. Yeah. Now I know it's Tim Armstrong. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and knowing that that um, Travis Barker was in there, yeah, makes complete
1: sense. Now I saw I saw them live. I saw, in my eyes, one of the greatest shows. I saw, it was Crown of Thorns. I don't know who they are. Okay, they're a New York hardcore band. It's uh Danny Diablo.
0: Okay, now I know who you're talking about. One of
1: his songs, uh, one of his bands. Um H2O.
0: Who I know. Right? Yeah.
1: Transplants and then Rancid.
0: So so Tim did double, double, double duty. duty. It was phenomenal. The the idea of a, a musician doing double duty on a show like that. Right. Is insane. Like playing shows, I used to get exhausted. And, like I'd come off the stage ready yeah, to go to bed Right And then imagine the singer In my 20s I was the, like that The
1: singer who, who plays Who who plays guitar and sings
0: You know Yeah that's gotta be
1: rough um, And, and they, I've seen it multiple times Like uh, there was another band I wanted to put on here uh, T- Toby from H2O Has a side project called Hazen Street Which is him uh, uh, guy uh, The drummer from um, Chrome mags And the bass player from Madball and the singer from Madball, Freddie, uh, they did a a, a rap I would say, Rock that's kind of that's thing. That's
0: the New York hardcore thing you've ever said. Yeah,
1: and uh, I saw them when they first started. I saw them at a Knitting Factory, the one in the city, uh, and then just the first concert back. No, no, second concert back after uh, the uh, lockdown, the, the, pandi- the pandemic uh, was H two O and and Madball. And then they did a Hazen Street uh, portion. With oh, wow. And the funniest part about that is that you could tell they did not practice. <laughs> they were messing up. And it was fun to watch. But I looked around the crowd and a lot of people uh, didn't realize that.
0: Uh, it wasn't supposed to be like that.
1: Not that it wasn't supposed to be like that. But I don't even know if they knew who Hazen Street was. Because Hazen Street did one album. And I think it came out in the... It was was it the late nineties, early two thousands. So you got to think if if you got a twenty year old there that's seeing these bands, they're seeing it for the first time. They, they 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 were babies when this album came out. You know, they were babies when the H two O and 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 uh, and albums came out. You know,
0: they're still coming out with albums, but uh. So I was talking to somebody at work the other night, mm-hmm. and they were born the year I graduated high school. Yeah, didn't that hurt? It it, it and we have the same birthday. Ew. So it's not only like. He he's born on the same day, Mm -hmm. nineteen years after me. Oh, that's that's a lot more. Yeah, "Uh, yeah. I had I I, I worked
1: I worked with a girl when uh,
0: when I when I sat
1: at a desk. Her her birthday was twenty first. I'm twenty second of October, right? But like you said, she was like ten or twelve years younger than me. So we used to call ourselves the Wonder Twins. And uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I know. I'm I'm really making you sick this time. Oh. But uh, come on, man. Uh. But but yeah, it it hurt every time. I was like, yeah, I'm turning 41. She was like, I'm turning 30. I was like, ow. All right. All right, cool.
0: Years Uh. ago, I was working with a a clerk, one of the clerks in the hospital. I was talking to her, not trying anything. It was before I met my wife. But I'm not trying anything. We're just having a normal conversation. And she mentioned that she was in school. I'm like, oh, um, you going for your master's? She goes, no, my bachelor's. I'm like... How old are you? She goes 19. I said, "If I had knocked up my first girlfriend, we'd have a you." <laughs> do you realize how old I am? She goes, "Why? You're you're that age?" Cuz I didn't realize you were that old. I'm going to stop talking right now. I'm like, "Wow." Yeah, we we were both barking up wrong trees. Like I was no. having a nice conversation. I think she was trying to make make a point, and then she realized I was old and I'm like, "No. That, how how do we get here? I don't know. We we're talking about talking about being old. So, yeah, was that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I end up ever anywhere creepy. <laughs> it's talking about being an old piece of shit. So so anyway, transplants. Yeah, I,
1: I, I'm glad you didn't look these up because uh, yeah,
0: I'm really I'm really enjoying new facts. Yeah, and the new facts on this one, I like I could feel a different like it, it was definitely definitely a weird drummer, a weird style mm-hmm. like a weird style for what it was. I'm yeah. like there it is. Now when you said Travis Barker, I'm like there it is. Yeah. So now the next one, and I I figured this. I thought this might be a difficult listen for you. Well. Uh, For Glenn Tipton's "Baptism of Fire," no, loved it. You really? Oh, when it started, I was like, "What is this?" I
1: knew Glenn. I knew Glenn Tipton. Yeah, but it took about halfway through to go. Is this just just an instrumental? I was like, "This is because." Don't get me wrong. I love a good instrumental. I love a a middle of the the, you know the Metallica album instrumental or uh, you know.
0: Well, my son, my son's middle name is a Metallica instrumental. What What? Orion? My son's yeah. My son's my son's middle name is Orion. That's pretty funny. Um, funny, but I mean, well, it, that's it's not the only reason we named him Orion. But mm. um, standing outside my parents' house, that's how I used to orient myself to home. standing outside this front door, yeah. I was able to look up and directly across the street that way. Yeah, see the constellation Orion. That's cool. And now, same thing. When I'm standing in, at where I live now, I look up. There it is. So your
1: front door lines up with this front door. No, it oh. doesn't. But so I know where to look.
0: Oh. I always know where to look to find O'Rion. When I find Orion, I know home is behind me. Right. And that's how I know where home is. Okay. Um, so this is this is a supergroup. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, album is all supergroups. There are multiple versions of bands on this on this album. He's just the mainstay. He's the only person on every track. Okay. There are there's also covers on this. On now this let album. me ask
1: you a question. Is there singing on any of them?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Actually, that's the funny thing, because there is a a cover of Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. Okay. Which, I don't know if you know this, it's very hard to get permission to do anything and record anything with the Rolling Stones' name on it. Because they are very protective of their songs.
1: Now, I've heard that, I've heard Paint It Black done a million times, though. Is that the only song they basically go, "Eh,
0: Yeah, they don't care. Just take it. But like, if you ever try to get like satisfaction or any right. of those, well, that I, I, listen, they I don't charge blame them. through the notes. I don't blame yeah. them. So with this one, this track on this album, uh, Glenn Tipton playing guitar, Billy Sheehan from Mr. Big and Talis Niason, hmm. uh, Winery Dogs and Sons of Apollo. Yeah, uh, on bass, Winery Dogs. By the way, yeah, we're gonna
1: go to that show. I better, I better, you know, you're gonna brush up. I, I have to. I brush up. I have to start.
0: <laughs> it's going to be fun It's going to um, be a yeah. good time That's going to be Everybody's going to that show Yeah yeah. Um, Cozy Powell's on drums From Rainbow mm-hmm. Cozy Powell uh, Died in a motorcycle accident In the early 2000s Okay uh, Phenomenal drummer As you can hear His double bass Yeah And for, for a guy who played in Rainbow Which you wouldn't expect That level of speed From a, from a, a Classic rock kind of guy Yeah But even though Rainbow was very progressive Amazing and then Don Airy on keyboards. And Don Airy played on um, Black Sabbath albums. He played on uh, Rainbow and a few other bands, mm-hmm. uh, always in the background. He's always the keyboard player, sometimes not even on stage. Yeah. You know, Black Sabbath has had a keyboard player with them their, almost their entire career. He's performing off the stage. Ozzy, he played with Ozzy. He was never physically on stage. Now, with why, Ozzy. why? He didn't want to, or they just didn't want to show it? It was a thing. I, I, I never understood it then. Like later later on he had uh towards the end with scream and the last the like the last tours he had adam wakeman on stage okay playing keyboards but he didn't want it to be like like dio and and Malmstein had a keyboard player on stage playing you know out in the open but what i uh. guess sabbath wanted to keep it as rock and roll as possible oh. and i guess keyboards, well, keyboards aren't keyboards
1: rock are not and roll rock. i don't get that
0: I, I it's one of those things I disagree with. It's, you know? Yeah, know and if it's if it's in a the song, and there's, there's a I, lot I disagree with you're, with you're Black make, Sabbath. You're
1: gonna make think people. You're gonna make people think that you're playing to a track. If the keyboard is
0: there and you don't see it, it doesn't make any sense. And Glenn Tipton, why am I so angry right I, now? Because because you you are like me. You want to you want people to be on stage, seen, heard, right. felt. If you're playing, you're technically part of the band. Why are you not there? Why are not there? And and he he was part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, and didn't receive his on stage. Now wait. Is this a part, maybe maybe he's a shy dude? Not this guy in particular, but oh. the, I forget Black Sabbath's keyboardist yeah. name, but he is on most of their albums. Yeah.
1: And he gets it honestly. He
0: he's yeah. everything. Here, by every, the way, here, here yeah. you go. Gold records everything. He has everything handed to him separately. That's nuts. But it's like a ghostwriter. Yeah. Like whoever wrote I forget the guy's name who wrote Friday by for Rebecca Black, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I c I couldn't think of a good reference. That's the only one that popped into my head. That? I, I'm stupid. What do you expect? Fuck. Oh, okay, go ahead. Now it's stuck in my head. That yeah. that stupid Thanksgiving song. The same guy helped write. Oh, so back to Glenn Tipton. So Glenn Tipton... <laughs> so Glenn Tipton is also responsible for one of the coolest moments in history. Okay. Um, for some songs on a few of the Judas Priest albums, they didn't have a bassist to record on site. Okay. So they got a keyboardist to play the bass parts. Cool. Which is great. Until you realize that the bassist couldn't play them when he went oh, to play them because it was so fast. Yeah. So um I think it's between the hammer and the anvil. There's a build up in there mm-hmm. that he actually can't play on bass. So what does he do a la- lot? He I- plays it slower. He just plays a version of it, but way slower. Yeah. And it sounds nothing like the the recording yeah all right but that kind of stuff that happens all the time
1: and i i I have one more question about this song Mm -hmm. why those three lines in the middle
0: to be instrumental
1: it's uh, it's going and then i'm like what first of all i'm like what what is he saying because it's so low
0: i didn't i don't pull those lyrics because it doesn't matter
1: no i looked it up what does it say it's I, i don't know something about god's right next to me or some some weird and i'm like why it's the same thing with that metallica song like uh, what was it to live is to die? To live is to die. Well, Why did you a, have that
0: little piece in the middle? Well, that was a poem written by written by Cliff Burton. Oh, okay. All right. So that that I got, and that okay. was that makes sense. that was very much.
1: But yeah, uh, the uh, goodbye uh, to Cliff. Right. That song. Okay, but but this, I'm like, it's so like like it, it was it, to me. It's a driving song because it's fast. And it's yeah, like, I'm on Grand Central. That's a I, that's a I racing hit, song. I hit traffic and I'm pissed off
0: and. Like we we joke about Sammy Hagar sing, I can't drive, drive fifty five, yeah, yeah. But this is uh, I am driving too fast in my car kind of song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it has that frenetic energy. It's yeah. just pumping. Yeah, and th- that is really Cozy Powell and Billy Sheehan mm-hmm. doing all that work because mm-hmm. they. I, I I don't know if you know about Billy Sheehan. He's got one of the fastest right hands in in heavy metal. Oh yeah, he plays so fast. It's ridiculous. It's it's brutal and kind of gross the way he plays. Like it's so fast. It's like that's that's in it. That's inappropriate. Yeah. Um, let's go to the next song cuz right. th- I have so many questions. Oh, cool. Uh the next one is uh Make Way by Mongol Horde. Yep. And I immediately thought like, oh, we're going cultural appropriation. No.
1: <laughs> well, kind? If you listen to the- No, yeah. it's
0: not. It- no, I'm kidding. No. The only thing he says
1: is he, he jumps on his tiny horse. <laughs> but okay. So,
0: we spoke about this. This is Frank Turner's hardcore band. That's what I thought. Okay. I didn't want to guess, but I, this is so good. Yeah. Like, I wanted to say, I didn't love the first two tracks. I didn't love them. The first two that you gave me. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, River River of Deceit by Mad Season. I didn't right. love it. It's good. Okay. But I didn't love it. And I didn't like Tall Hands in the Air. I just... It's not my yeah, it's not, yeah I know I know But, but
1: like, I, like I said I like to pick songs But that this got added are, to my
0: This got added to my rotation Okay did you listen to the album? No you didn't No not you didn't, yet Okay Because I didn't want to dig too deep Because if I dug <laughs> I'd find out information And this is where I wanted to discover So it. this is Frank Turner This is uh, Matt Nasir From
1: his uh, The Sleeping Souls Which is his main his band His main band Right And it's his childhood friend Ben Dawson His He And Ben Dawson Had a hardcore band He was in a hardcore band before this Called Million Dead
0: Okay, Right. In England. I think that's where I'd heard heard the uh, name before.
1: Right. So uh, he went back and and Ben played drums for this. They recorded a whole album. Frank wrote it. Uh, And it's it it was it's a joke. When you listen to the rest of the songs, it's hardcore. It's serious, but it's not. He has, okay, one of the, one of the, I don't remember what what track it is, but one of the tracks is called uh, Natalie Portman's Tapeworm.
0: (laughs) I'm glad I didn't deep dive this. And and it's, because
1: that was almost the one I put on here. I'm gonna. I I wanted to put the heaviest one I could find on here for you. I am
0: gonna deep dive this. And
1: uh, Natalie Portman's Tapeworm, it talks about literally her tapeworm leaving her ass and, and, and. Living in the real world and finding out how terrible, you know, like how terrible you- the world you- is. Yeah, he starts an uprising. It's crazy. As as a introduction to this band, yeah, you picked a great song. Well, this is the opening song to the album. Yeah, this is that's the, fu- the the greatest part about this is I have I have turned on me and my wife have turned on so many people to Frank Turner and they know Frank Turner, the the folk punk guy, the yeah. rock guy, right? So when this came out, I was like, I put on my my Facebook or whatever because this came out of. This is uh, mid-2000s, uh, 2013, 2014 maybe. Okay. Um, and I, I put on my Facebook that, you know, I, I, I tagged all my friends and I said, new Frank Turner came out today. And everybody was like, what? What, what is this? And, and and they, you know, I said, but it's not on the Frank Turner. You got to look up Mongol Horde. And they're like, all right. So I put S- and it, it, name." You know how many people went, what the fuck was that? And I go, that's a new Frank Turner album. Oh, I said, I said oh, wait, no, that's his, that's his side project. This hardcore band,
0: that's you know, it's still very. That's where he very came good. from. That's
1: that's Frank Turner. That's where he came
0: from. You know, I like it. I really like. I liked Frank Turner. I liked what you showed me previously. Yeah, which we. I don't even think that episode has come come out yet. I
1: don't know. I don't remember.
0: I got no. It, it's, it has. It's, it's no. I don't know. We'll have to look no. Up. We'll look. We'll look that up later. <laughs> but I don't think that's come out yet. But Frank Turner is very interesting. Yeah, and this is a different kind of interesting. But this this oh, kind of. This kind of gave he, me the the boot. He, he, like he, I liked it last year.
1: Hmm? He came out with a dance album with another one of his friends, like a like a boom boom. That's boom, what I thought boom. you meant. Yeah, <laughs> as I started, he's playing guitar. He's singing. I haven't listened to it all the way through because even even for me, I'm like, Phew.
0: I guess this is going to take a little while. <laughs> I got I got a pain and salvation song that matches that. Yeah, I'll play it for you later. <laughs> it's it's weird, but uh, but
1: yeah, but this is uh.
0: Yeah, this is this this was a really good intro to a very yes. very fun sounding He's song. He's a
1: very talented guy. Definitely. Really. And he puts on that like I, I I don't know if I told you this was the last this was the last show I saw before the pandemic. This this was December 2019.
0: So you really bookended the the uh, yeah. the pandemic well, the first, with, with interesting stuff.
1: Well the, the the last one is it was was Mongol Horde came on December 19th, 2019 Yeah Right And uh, nobody wanted to go with me Aww. <laughs> I had one ticket And I went by myself Aww. Right So No, but it was great It was great Because I didn't have to uh, Like my wife was in there So I didn't have to worry about Blocking people <laughs> And you know There wasn't a friend there That I had to be like uh we stand in open. the back uh, I, I, wanted, I was right up front I was in the pit the whole are you time a, Are you an up front guy? But not always I was. I was always a pit guy.
0: I was never a pit guy.
1: See, I was always a pit guy, and I'd always, uh, you know, Mary Jane had to drag me out a few times, in Life of Agony and stuff like that, because I was always the older guy in the pit. Now, you know, uh, <laughs>
0: just older guy in the pit, just tearing children apart.
1: <laughs> no, getting teared apart by them, and the new generation doesn't pick you up. They they, they just keep, keep going, going over you. there. Uh, but anyhow,
0: children behave. So,
1: so, but this was such a fun show because. It was Frank Turner fans, and Frank Turner fans are nice people to begin with. Yeah, but now you got the nice the Canadians people. of heavy metal. Yeah, and 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 now you got the nice people who are watching Frank Turner in his in his in his hardcore band. But some of I, I, I gravitated to the older crowd. I hung out with a bunch of guys. We were just drinking beers and, and we were in the pit. But every time one of us saw one of us getting tired and pull us out, we would all be like, "Ah, hey, remember when we used to do that?" You know? No. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but it was a great time. Frank jumped in the. I have a picture. Frank jumped into the crowd. I'm like right there. I took a picture of him like right there, uh, and uh, I always meet Frank after the shows. I didn't. I didn't do it this time. Uh, I left him alone because this was a hard show. for him Yeah, that's a big. That's and a big push. Uh, and it was a small. Well, usually Frank plays, uh, you know, um, bigger venues, right? This was this was a bar. I think it was called the Myrtle Hotel or something like that. It's right on Myrtle Avenue off of Broadway. It was a second second floor. The j train kept going literally right past
0: the windows oh wow and uh and, but it was great because it was a small it was it was intimate right? I knew I used to I I went with a, a friend's band they went to record at a studio mm-hmm. on Utica okay that was like that like it was How do you a record with, with, a, with a train right it was it was a truck route yeah Utica Avenue is a truck route yeah yeah they soundproofed everything oh okay like the windows were blacked out yeah. it was crazy yeah. it was it was and it, they were still using reels in the early 2000s yeah but this was great cuz uh
1: you know like I said it was great right great show at uh, the same the, the, the same night this happened uh it was raining I go out to my car I start my car I didn't have this car at the time I had a, I had a Kia Optima and I uh I go to pull out of the spot I found a spot right down the block from it it was great I should have known something was going to go wrong oh, no. I go to pull out and one of my belts pops right off of my Oh head. <laughs> So it's pouring it's cold cuz it's December 19th thank god it was raining Thank God it wasn't snowing, right? But it was snow, still cold rain. Snow is my nightmare, right? I'm in my car. I'm sweaty, so now I'm sitting in my car. I can't start it for the heat. And you're starting to freeze. Yeah, so I had to keep getting out, walking around. Like there had a there was a, a scaffolding across on the, on the. Thank God across the street. Uh, so I would walk up and down the block under the scaffolding to warm myself up, then get back in my car so I wouldn't get wet or too, too cold. The and it was a Friday Friday night, I believe. And uh, they were the, the tow company was so busy, they didn't get to me till 4 in the morning or so, 4, 4.30 in the morning. Yikes. The guy picks me up, right? He's like, ah, oh, yeah, come on. Now, I'm in Brooklyn. I live in Long Island. He had to drive my car all the way to Long Island and drop it off at my mechanics where I'd have to go the next morning. I didn't get home till 6 in the morning. By the way, he gets in. And as I get in and we start driving, he's like... Oh yeah, I've been working twenty four hours straight, and I'm like, "What?"
0: That's the point where you do you yeah, want, do dude, you want
1: me to drive? Like, yeah, like, like this the whole time I was watching, him. as we're driving, because he's like, we'd stop at a light, and he'd just go, "Ugh,"
0: oh. and I'd be like, "Dude, dude, 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 dude. <laughs> buddy, buddy, yeah. buddy, 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 buddy." Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, needless to say, I didn't relax the whole ride there, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was my that was my Mongol Horde story, um, and uh, yeah, last 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 show before the pandemic. pandemic. Hit. Coming back to the
0: pandemic, we still haven't played no bad religion. That's my favorite band in the world. I haven't put them on any of these yet. You will. I know they're coming. Oh yeah. I know that's 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 on the that's on the horizon. I got no problem with bad religion. I got I have no problem with any of these bands. Later stuff. <laughs> not this not this <laughs> podcast. There's gonna be some stuff later. You guys are gonna. You'll see.
1: All right, let's <laughs> move on to your next one.
0: So the next one is Feel the Adrenaline by Adrenaline Mob. This is I was having trouble picking a song. I, I specifically like the singing in this. Is, is this their like their introduction? Where adrenaline mob? No, hey. no. This, this is from the their adrenaline, s- adrenaline mob. This is from
1: their second album. Did they sing nothing but about adrenaline? About because this was
0: adrenaline it, and mob stuff. Yeah,
1: it, this was this was about driving. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's talking about a car very sexually. Yeah, that, uh, I liked it. Yeah, no, it's it's a good song. It's one of those things where this is the. Okay, so the singer's name is Russell Allen. Mm-hmm. This is his side project from Symphony X. One of several. Um, bassist John Moyer from Disturbed. Really? Yes. I didn't
1: see that coming. Okay. Yeah.
0: The drummer is AJ Pero from Twisted Sister. Okay. oh, which is why when you hear the drums, they have that kind of reverb sound to yeah. them. So good. Also, um, oh, this is, this, and is Mike a, Orlando. this is older. Wait, these are older guys. Yeah. Why did I think this was? This is only from 2016 14 sixteen, fourteen. I'm sorry, twenty fourteen. Why did I think this was Mike Portnoy? Am I? Mike Portnoy was the first drummer for Adrenaline Mob. Oh, he's so not the on the first this album. album. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Damn it! I thought I was gonna. This is Mike Portnoy's band. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, I'm wrong. You thought you had it yes. Damn it! I so it look, I have it written right here. Mike Adrenaline Portnoy's Mob like a... is really funny because they had a lot of changes over like three albums. Yeah. Because the next album. AJ Aparo passed away after yes. this album um, and their tour. Um, and I forget who they got. I forget who was playing drums. And then their bassist left, John Moyer left, and they got my friend Dave Z, a Brooklyn guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Z, a member of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Um, he was in a band called zo 2 They went on tour with Kiss. Yeah. He's a fantastic bassist. He unfortunately passed away in a uh, tour bus accident. Jesus Christ. This band was on tour yeah. in Florida, and their their tour bus got hit by a truck huh. while they were changing a tire and killed their production manager um, and Dave. And what did he play? Bass. Okay, so basses shouldn't get out of... The basses should stay hidden Just, at all times. Yeah, But Dave was, I mean, when I talk phenomenal, he was 40 years old when he passed. And you knew him, you said? Yeah, no, I knew him from, from the Brooklyn days. He was in a band, October Thorns. Oh, okay. October Thorns was a progressive band. I know you're not a huge progressive <laughs> fan. Um... I mean, these guys were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And um, their drummer played with Zandell, another Brooklyn power metal band. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the, the web of people who knew each other mm-hmm. was gigantic. And everybody knew. Everyone in Brooklyn who listened to metal knew Dave Z in some way, shape or form. Because he was the nicest guy. Him yeah. and his brother were super nice. And he was always I I took lessons from him in the early in the early two thousands. Uh-huh. I just couldn't keep up with it because I didn't have the money. Yeah, you know he wasn't giving away lessons. He was that was right. his job. Of course, but uh, he was phenomenal. And this band, this particular album was really cool for me because I love AJ Perro. I love Twisted Sister. Mm-hmm. And the second you hear the intro in this album, yeah, it's like that is the 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 reverb drums of AJ Perro. <laughs> right
1: off the bat. Now I wrote I wrote down I, I love it says I wrote down I, I like it. It's fun. It's a
0: fun band. The
1: chorus was cheesy as shit. I oh <laughs> this is
0: this is gonna be my argument. Um, Russell Allen puts his heart and soul into writing for Symphony X, okay. um this is the, this this you know twins. I'm the shit. yeah, this is this yeah. is the stuff that's left over. yeah, yeah, like this is mostly like right dude bro, fedora hat, yeah. douchey shit.
1: I listen, I don't mind it. And then I noticed, uh was it was it doing this one? I believe it was doing this when I was looking for songs. Right, mm-hmm. I noticed that most side bands have cheesy ass, like, 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 like almost like. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing this together to say I'm in a side band, well, but like you said, they don't put that
0: all into it. I, I honestly think he puts his singing all into mm-hmm. it, but writing. I don't know who's doing the bulk of the writing, but I've had this a, a lot of arguments about how. I won't say I won't say cheesy. How I'll say I'll call it dude bro-ish. Yeah, the lyrics are because they're
1: very dude bro. Right. It's it's you know what it is, and maybe it's because I'm not I, I'm not a huge car guy, right? So when I listen to this, and I listen to like I'm gonna bring up a Metallica song, but like mm-hmm. Fuel.
0: Yeah, right. I get that. Right. right,
1: and 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 even I, I, I'm pretty sure on the new song he's talking about a car. Also, I don't know what uh. Lux, you know whatever the hell. Yeah, he says. I'm, I'm not. I don't know what that is, but I listen I'm to not it, up on the terminology. You know, he's, he's yelling full speed or nothing, and I'm going,
0: "Bro, all right, I get it. I love the song. Well, that but. could be a sex reference. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, <laughs> but he is. He's getting up there. It's got to be. It might be full speed or nothing. But it's, but it's, <laughs> but it's, but it's this song too. And I'm listening. I'm like, I'm like,
1: are you singing about a car, dude? See, well, driving. It's, it's like
0: Queen. I'm in love. Was it? Was it Queen? I'm in love with my car. Uh, I don't know. I forget I, what band it was that I want wrote "I'm in Love My, my bicycle. I want No, to
1: ride my bicycle,
0: which matches with Fat Bottom Girls perfectly. <laughs> just that Queen, another band that can do very Queen. little wrong. I love Queen, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, they're magical. Um, this in the in the context is a it's just a fun song. Uh-huh. I it's topic I don't really care about. Like it's yeah. it's, it's it's material. No, it does, I musically and, and even I mean,
1: you know. I'm a lyric guy, so I, yeah. I when I listen, I'm like, <laughs> if, well, it's, if it's
0: if you if you if you almost take the lyrics out of it and just listen to his vocal patterns, oh yeah, patterns, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, oh, that, that's what that I mean. Midsection, yeah, it's that very ghost, cool. Ghost flames running down the side—that is just pure soul singing. But I notice, I notice a lot of people uh,
1: lyrics mean nothing to them. It's just another instrument, which is weird to me because. It, uh, Obviously, you know, being a vocalist, it's it's the first thing I listen to. Yeah, and I listen to what you're saying, and if you're saying, you know, like I, I, can't, I can't tell how many, I'm like, but yeah, and I hate to be this guy. Listen to the words, man. I think listen.
0: I hate being that guy. I do. Well, but, a lot of the stuff that I pick has lyrical content. This but, is actually one of the few times where lyrical content across all of my songs, yeah, means nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are, the only one, the only one is actually my next. My next pick has lyrical content that I find very interesting, uh-huh. but this one is really just a good song, and I love how how he plays with uses his voice as an instrument mm-hmm. and really dances around the rhythm, mm-hmm. and that's that's what makes it fun. Now, Adrenaline Mob is they're fun, they're yeah. good. Um, Symphony X is crazy interesting, okay, because it's power metal and progressive. To things you're in in, in love with, uh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> well, it's it's like like let's let's put it this way. I, I don't you don't hate hate it. it,
1: but I couldn't take a whole day of
0: it. I get that. You know what I mean. I honestly I, think Symphony X would change the way you okay. feel about that because of the way you love Iron Maiden. Okay, because they 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 write songs about everything yeah. across the board. Um, their la- Symphony X's last album, Underworld, is. A mishmash of amazing writing, mm-hmm. like literally stuff talking. Literally, there's a song about um, the sales of Charon, you know, passing to the to the other world. Yeah, there's stuff about um, finding glory. You know, it's your typical power metal themes, but not all. You know, galloped and you know, you know, galloped and chugged away. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Yeah. And his singing is phenomenal yeah. across the board, even even in his. Russell Allen has three side projects. It was Adrenaline Mob. He has he had a solo album called Russell Allen. Oh, I'm sorry, four, five, five, five so se- second side projects. How Trans Siberian Orchestra? He goes out with every year. Well, that's that, that's a, that's an easy one. That's a Christmas time thing. Yeah, but he does it every year, right? Um, he has it's him and Annette Oslin from the she's the former singer of Nightwish, mm-hmm. the one that got. She was in for one album, and then gone. But okay. she's a really good singer. And then he's a member of Allen and Land. Uh, Russell Allen and Jorn Land have a uh, f- four or five albums of duets. Mm-hmm. They're all just written together. Two two vocalists take taking turns. Just amazing songs, uh, but all power metal and yeah. kind of progressive ish. <laughs> but now I want to talk about. Okay. this is Do the it. song. This okay. is the this is the song that made this playlist. This is the reason I was like, I am not finding anything about these songs until (laughs) I find out about this and I'm not looking it up myself. Okay. Because I wanted to hear it from you. This is Mariachi El Bronx. I'm going to say it the white guy way first. Yes. Mariachi El Bronx I don't know where these guys came from. The song 48 Roses is amazing. I played this for my wife last night. She goes, What is this? Uh Why haven't I heard it before? Okay.
1: So here we go. There is a punk, hardcore punk band. From L.A.
0: called The Bronx. Okay. Right. I've never heard of them. Okay. Which isn't surprising because I'm not in that scene. So they get asked. I forget how. uh, uh, I'm going
1: to paraphrase this, but they get asked or they they get somehow somebody wants them to play a show, Mm -hmm. but they want them to tone it down and they want them to, you know, not play crazy so what the bronx did now here's why this is a little weird side band thing it is the full band the bronx plus just a mariachi band but is they it created they created a whole and they added two
0: people i would say they had to they add two a people, horn section
1: right so it's the bronx but a completely different band called mariachi el
0: bronx. bronx and they're serious about it I, this is not. This is this, not a joke. No, this you can feel. This is not a joke because the writing is so good. And
1: instead of just a one-off, they played the show. This and that. They have, if I'm not, if if not the same amount, more. just under. I think, or maybe more.
0: I think it's more than than more the Bronx. albums than their main band. I when I heard this, I was one. I was blown away by the musicianship. Yeah then i was also blown away by the lyrical content yeah. and the way he sings right and then i listening to the whole thing i'm like this is what mariachi music is supposed to be mm-hmm. this kind of writing like especially this song yeah it is so good so i that's why i put it last cuz i knew i knew I, I wanted the four different lovers and 48 roses that right? is so right? that is so
1: mariachi so that's why and and i was conflicted because it was a sideband thing but it's the whole band just flipped they did a they started their own sideband
0: all the guys in the band started their own sideband and it works perfectly and I'm gonna say this without listening to any other songs mm-hmm. with the intensity of this mm-hmm. if you enjoy this song go seek out the rest yeah yeah, yeah. this is I mean phenomenal Yeah this is, it's it's I can't describe how good how good this made me feel right like I. When you hear something for the first time, you're like, "Ooh, that's that's uh, yeah, good." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was it. Was a tickle. Yeah. you know a little tickle? <laughs> I'm not supposed to do a little tickle, but you know a little tickle. It's on camera now. I don't care. Don't tickle. It's a little tickle. A little tickle. <laughs> Those are different. So, so this this song hit me in a very fun way. So yeah, and, and there's,
1: there's really not much more to talk about. I mean, you can talk about the song, but uh, I just wanted to bring that story of the band.
0: I'm going to have to now deep dive both of these, both yeah. the Bronx and... Well, the Modern Bronx Chilver. is just... Uh, it's it's a punk band. So what? You know? There's, yeah. Here's the thing. If these guys write this good this way... Right. Yeah. They have to write that good right. across the board. Yeah. It, you put... You're putting everything into it. You might as well mm-hmm. invest. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they're investing everything they have into it. So I I, I could kiss these guys' asses all day. They're so good. <laughs> and I didn't write notes for this. Yeah. Because I had no notes. Yeah. Like, I had no... No... um. No preparation other than listening to and enjoying these songs. Yeah, and Mongo Horde and this—I mean, this—I I listened to the song separately from the playlist. Just now, it's coming it. up in my, in my rotation. Yeah, and it's it's in there permanently. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. it it lives there. Well, now look further. Look further I'm gonna, into both I'm, of them. I'm going into both, and yeah. it, they're going to be added. Yeah. And now I want to talk about Motor Sister. All right, the last two are going to be yours. The last two are mine. Yeah. I added one extra. You went nuts, yeah, you went nuts. And I, added them. <laughs> Um, the song Fool Around from the album Ride. Didn't like it. Really? No. Musically, I liked it. Lyrically, you didn't? How do I, how do I put this?
1: I don't like when you force, uh, like, like, sexy stuff into it. It just, it just sounded
0: forced to me. See, my wife and I disagree on the meaning of the song. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think it's like she thinks it's a guy and a girl. Right? I don't think so. I think this is two guys. Really? I think it's like dude, it's a it's a down low thing? Like no, it's not even a down low thing. It's like these two guys are hanging out, one guy's ex- letting his feelings out. Right. He's letting it, the other guy know he has feelings for him and he's like, "Oh." And he, the guy gets super embarrassed and borderline suicidal. The you know, uh, you've been misled. Get that gun away from your head. Yeah. Huh. That that idea is like, hey man, no, it's not that I don't care about you, it's just that I'm not feeling that way. Right. And it's not a sexual thing. Huh. And he's like, if it if it'll make you feel better, right. I'll go along with it. <laughs> now Okay. I just I I always like, Really, now li- I
1: have to listen to it. That you gotta make me listen to this again. I
0: took I took it as a like when I heard it, I'm like, this is a good song. And I listen to the lyrics, I'm like, I think this guy just came out to this other guy and he's not taking it well. Like not the guy who's the guy who is politely rejecting, yeah. The guy who's kind of like no, yeah, is is you know saying I'm I'm not really into that, and the other guy's losing his mind about it. Uh, Which, huh? Be honest, that's the anyone's greatest fear is telling somebody that you care about them and them not responding. Yeah, yeah. And the amongst friends, the greatest fear is losing a friend over losing a friend, you right. know, right, right, they, right. they try to make a change, you know, anything between guys and girls in our, in our world, in the, you know, the cis normal hetero world yeah. is you lose friends when you make moves, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, either, either way you lose a friend, either they're going to accept it and you're going to move to another level mm-hmm. or they're going to reject you. And you feel like you've overstepped a boundary. Not said anything. You yeah. should have kept it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I always felt that this was. That song. That is an interesting and way to look at the it. The way my wife looks at it is that, um, uh, if something, uh, Pearl Adair is the female singer in this. Okay. Um, that's Meatloaf's daughter. Really? Scott Ian's married to Meatloaf's daughter. I. Oh, did I just. No idea. Did I just learn I just you something? I something.
1: Woo! That's really?
0: Yeah. Pearl Adair is, um, is, uh, the daughter of Meatloaf. Uh huh. And, um, she married Scott Ian in the early 2000s, I believe. Okay. And she's the female singer on this. She's uh, heavily involved in getting this band together. Okay. Because like we were talking about, the this band is actually the singer from Mother Superior. Yeah. Uh, who she got to play Scott, uh, Scott Ian's 50th birthday.
1: Right. That's the way this band started, right? It's, yes.
0: It started as a birthday as, party jam.
1: Yeah. Because I read that. I read yeah. that. And, and, and then they decided to... Now... Um, So there are people from Mother Superior in this band?
0: Yes. uh, Singer and I believe drummer? Okay. Uh, But the bassist is Joey Vera from Armored Saint and Face Warning. I don't (laughs) know why you just made that face. Armored Saint Saint is amazing.
1: I know. know. We listened to him on the way (laughs) over. It's just a John Bush thing. Um, I
0: know know you don't love John Bush the way I love John Bush. (laughs) Nobody loves Bush quite the way I do. (laughs) But um, my big thing is like... The guitar playing is just straight rock and roll. Uh-huh. It's not it's not trying to be heavy. And in this it's it's that slow, kind of almost fifties style, like yeah, dre- it, like droned out chords. Listen, it it this is this was my least favorite one on the on the Okay. List. So from my from my least favorite was Tall Cans in the Air. Yeah. Yeah. Your least favorite was Motor Sister. Yeah. And now we're gonna talk about the final track. Yeah. Geezer. You can't really disguise who it is because his name is the, the name is the, the band. Right, right. Uh but what, what mis-
1: confuses me is what was the G Z R. Okay, so uh when he So because
0: sp- I just wanted to say it, it's G Z R and Geezer. Well, like, what happened initially is the first albums were released as G Z R. Okay. And then well, I couldn't say his name? I don't know. Like they were trying to be interesting and, and yeah. smart about it. So the first album I think had Phil and Salmo and a couple other people singing on it. Yeah. The second album, this this configuration of yeah. the band was everyone, and then the third um album I didn't like, I just didn't even look yeah. into it because it was okay, but it wasn't, yeah. But this album is uh Mysterions, uh, this is from Black Science. Uh, you can look it up by either GZR or the name Geezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from 1997. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. All. that's okay. It's 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 old, but it's not that old, yeah. Uh, this is one yeah, of those bands. Shout my kids.
1: 1997 might as well have been the 1800s.
0: You ready? Yeah. You ready for this lineup? So, Geezer Butler on bass and keyboards. Okay. So, he's playing keyboards on this. Uh, Pedro House on guitar, mm-hmm. who I have never heard of before or since. Right. Um, Clark Brown on vocals, mm-hmm. who I can't think of a, a singer like this yeah. before or since. He's so good. And then Dean Castronovo on, on drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, famously from Ozzy Osbourne and Journey. Right. This is the drummer for Journey. Right. And I have jokes about Dean Castronova that I'm not allowed to say on this podcast. Oh, okay. He uh. was he was arrested uh, years ago, and my dad's like, "Oh, what happened?" I said he was arrested for sexually assaulting his wife, and my dad's like, "That's messed up." And I said, and as they they were wheeling him out of the house, you know, in handcuffs, uh, he was screaming, "You can't, you can't attack property." And my dad's like, he really said that? I'm like, no, he didn't say that. Just to see if my dad would react. He did. <laughs> my dad was like, really?
1: So, all right, you're gonna hate me again. You didn't like this. Uh, it's always boring. Okay. It doesn't, it, there's no build. Well, it stays that one level and it never goes anywhere.
0: I put it on this list and then I immediately regretted putting this song from this album okay. on this list. All right. There are other songs that are better than this. Yeah. This is just my favorite song okay. from this album. Um, I also didn't want to throw like not, not that it was bad. You yeah, just didn't, didn't like it as much.
1: It just yeah, only because it didn't it didn't go anywhere.
0: Yeah, there's um, uh, Evil Elvis is actually another one of their songs okay. I think I could have could have used. It's it's amazing. Yeah, uh, when we're done with this, I yeah. will play it for you. Okay, and um, the other option was um, Among the Cybermen, mm-hmm. which is a Doctor Who reference. Okay, apparently, uh, you don't watch Doctor Who.
1: I'm a nerd, but I'm not that much of a nerd.
0: I'm not much of a nerd. <laughs> well, anyway, so, uh, but you knew who the Cybermen were. Huh? Yeah. So. I know. You know of it. I don't watch. Well. I
1: have to I have to without, be able to have a conversation.
0: Without without being able to judge, <laughs> you a- were able to, to, to identify Cybermen. Uh-huh. It is an awesome song. Okay. That you don't need context for. Yeah. That's the thing that Geezer's known for, being able to write without giving you a history lesson or an education. Yeah, okay. And I think with these songs, he really did, really did a great job. Yeah. And this song in particular has this droning, this, you forget that this was written by a bassist. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. These songs were written by a bassist and they're not bass oriented. They're not, you know, yeah. there's no weird, weird focus on bass work or, or accentuating it. it he wrote music. Mm-hmm. And in writing those those songs, he specifically made it accessible to to any kind of musician, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And same thing with Black Sabbath. His writing in Black Sabbath, he doesn't write for the bass; he writes for the song. Yeah. But that's also because he's a guitarist. Mm-hmm. He by by definition he considers himself a guitarist who happens to play bass. Bass. Yeah. Which is, you know, fee- feeble finger reaching always to be like geezer. <laughs> Listen, if you're a bassist and you play, I'll say, anything hard rock, heavy metal. Yeah. And you're not trying to be like geezer butler. Yeah. You're messing up. Oh, okay. Like, he is, he's amazing. And he's inspired every bassist, I'll say since 1974. Yeah. All right. You know, if I gotcha. if, if you have, if you've ever heard a Sabbath album and you didn't go, huh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe metal's not for you and that's okay Yeah But you, you, so you like something Black Sabbath well, You may not love Ozzy You may not love all of their stuff But you've liked something that they've done But
1: these are things that I, I almost call it the building blocks Yes If you didn't like that You know like, like I always tell people They're like well you were into metal And then, then you went you know punk and hardcore and Scott And I went yeah but that's my foundation Yeah I love that shit I always will and I still, you know, like you say, like sometimes you play stuff on the way over here. And I'm like, ooh, all right. I'll give that a, you know, and it's on the metal side. And, you know, I haven't abandoned it. Yeah. But I think, like you said, if you don't like that stuff, even if you, you got to respect it.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, like people like, like, like. Uh, well, my, lo- my distaste like- for Zeppelin. Uh, okay, go ahead. And my distaste for what, Rush. What,
1: okay. okay, well, we got, okay, we got one. We, we have got, that in common. The, Can, and Rush and, and Kiss. I don't. Uh, I right? forgot how much I hate Kiss. Yes. So. So that's I respect what they do. I'm not gonna. I would never say they suck. That's the thing is that people don't get it right. They go, "Oh my god, how could you not like kiss or how could you not like rush?" I'm like, I just don't like it. Yeah, it's there's yeah, no it's, it's, there's
0: no insult to their abilities, right?
1: It's, it, it, in the kiss thing, I don't like the theatrical. Oh, you know, I'm the demon, Ugh, dude. You know, it, and, and on, on on the rush side, I I don't know. It's just. And now, don't Mike gave me a respect for Rush? Well,
0: there's, we, def- you know, there's a respect there, it, definitely, right?
1: right. But uh, I, I just, I just, I, I wouldn't put an album on.
0: Yeah, there's, it's just not in your your rotation of, of, yeah, of yeah music, and that I can I can understand and respect that, but. Um if you don't like Black Sabbath, you can go to hell. <laughs> really, really, go, go, just go to hell. Eat a bag, eat a bag, a whole bag of them. Get out of here. It's Black Sabbath. Uh. Now, not liking Ozzy, I get it. Right. Not liking um, Dio's Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. I get it. You're wrong, but I get it. <laughs> um, Black Sabbath, the, those first albums, if they're... They're really like, like you said, they're fa- they're the the you call them building blocks. I call them pillars. They're the pillars that right. heavy metal are built upon. Right now, unfortunately, heavy metal is not only built on Black Sabbath and and Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden yeah. It's built on Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and even yeah and 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 uh,
1: damn it, what's the name of that? Yeah, whatever.
0: And the Who and the Stones. Right. You know, it's built what off of rock band? and roll.
1: What was the band that's the, the first? Uh, the first time they said heavy metal was heavy metal thunder. Head out on What the fuck song is that? Why am I drawing a blank?
0: I forget who sings "Born to Be Wild." Yeah, and my brain just went question mark and the uh, Mysterians, and it's Mike, not
1: Mike. I know. Oh god, Mike is gonna yell at us. We, sh- we should
0: call him. He won't get on. I know he won't get on. Uh, um, but yeah, no. Anyway, that that the, yeah, the the first references to heavy metal, heavy the, the, metal the terms thunder, heavy metal. Right? He's the first person who said it in a song. Yeah. But the first time it was talked about was actually Rolling Stone talking about a Hendrix concert. It sounded like a million pieces of heavy metal falling from the ah, sky. Oh, okay. And I'm not a huge Hendrix fan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the style. But you got to think of the way it sounded back then. then. Oh, and that's that's the thing. Hendrix, Hendrix is a phenom. He's an icon. And he deserves every bit of accolade for what he did mm-hmm. and how he did it. Unfortunately, he passed very early in his life. He right. was 27. I think so. Yeah, I think he's 20 part of the 27. 26, crew. 27. Yeah. It's terrible. Um but his his just in that short amount of time, he created music that's going to live forever. Right. Um Steve Ray Vaughan is a disciple of uh Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton and Jimi Hendrix. You know, they 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 loved each other. They loved their styles. Uh Clapton changed his style to work towards Hendrix. You know, the, the, he he adapted, yeah. and I don't care what anyone says. He changed to match Hendrix. Hendrix did not change to match him. Okay, and you can feel it because if you listen to early Clapton, it's really good. Yeah. There's no denying he was. He's he's another guy who who will sit in the annals of history as being amazing, mm-hmm. as being uh you know Clapton is God written on the wall. But he's changed, and he changed because other people influenced him. Steve Ray Vaughan changed because other people influenced him. Yeah. And one of those people was definitely Jimi Hendrix. And yeah. Jimi Hendrix like Black Sabbath, like Led Zeppelin. Um and I'm going to I'm uh, even the old blues guys. They all affected heavy metal. Oh, well
1: it it all builds from that. It all builds, it all from, all builds from, from from blues that. and
0: yeah. and even some of it from Dixieland jazz and the southern the southern right. You can hear it. If you don't hear it, there's something wrong. Dixieland jazz, delta blues, all that stuff built up and it became the metal that we grew up yeah. with. Yeah, and like Geezer was very in touch with writing along those lines in the sixties and seventies, and Tony Iommi all through. A lot of these bands they can't they can't say that they weren't influenced, right? You know, we we, we you and I were influenced by Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. by Judas Priest, by Black Sabbath, by Metallica, by Megadeth. Um, for me. I took a lot of of my my playing from Geezer. And I don't sound like Geezer. Yeah. And I wish I did. Every day. <laughs> Every day I, I sit there before I plug my bass and I go, "Come on, just, this time I just want like to sound like Geezer. A little bit. I just want to sound like Geezer a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> little, just a little." And I've been told I play like Steve Harris. I don't. Yeah. I'm not that good. I will always say I'm not that I'm nowhere near it. I'm not even trying. I want to be if I could be a combination of Geezer Butler and Steve Harris, I would die happy. Um I'm going to die mad because I will never be that good. They are phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steve Harris is uh almost in the 70s, Geezer's in the 70s. I can't play on on their worst day isn't even close to being as bad as my best day. <laughs> and with that, I think we should end it. Yeah, man. That was a that was a good one. I like it. That's a good it. one. Um We'll see if this works, video wise. Yeah, we're gonna,
1: we're gonna, we'll try this. I'm, I'm looking.
0: Hi, hi, bye. I, I don't know. We're awkward as shit. Yeah. Now that it's we like, know there's a camera in the room, we're gonna shut the fuck up. Yeah. I was very fidgety today. I was fixing the mic. I'd never do that. Well, my mic is actually slowly sinking. Is it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's why I keep I, I keep. I was. I'm hurting my back. I'm sinking down. <laughs> I'm gonna get this thing fixed for the next one. All right. Uh, that's gonna be it. And let's keep it. Keep it going. Yeah. Man. Um. Until next time. Uh, Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. I love you. I love you, man. Hail Halford. Hail Halford. Later, guys.